Welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman. And I am Gloria Ackerman. And this week we'll be talking about Season 8, Episode 1, Too Many Cooks, and Season 8, Episode 2, Are You Now Margaret? So this is, um, this is the fourth to last season of Mash. So we're getting there. I mean, we've gone through quite a few. Seven of the 11 seasons, and now we're starting on the 8th. So welcome to Season 8, Too Many Cooks. Too many cooks. We begin in surgery again, and be, our Hawkeye is so excited because he gets a basic problem. No bullets in him, just a sprained ankle. And it is Private Paul Conway who fell in a foxhole. So it wasn't even something he did. And he fell on someone who was getting surgery because he must have hurt this person that he fell on. Two and broken collarbones. He apparently um, is not a very good foot soldier. He's a terrible foot soldier. But, mm -hmm. as they find out, he's a wonderful chef. So Too Many Cooks is about this private who is just in the wrong place. He should not be a foot soldier. He should be a chef. Um, the other B plot is Radar's on R&R, &R and Klinger is trying to get a hold of Mrs. Potter, because Mr. Potter is a bear. He needs to speak to his wife. We don't really know why at first. All we know is Klinger is bundling up badly, and he tries to call Radar to figure out how to do this, but Radar isn't much help. He just is like, figure it out yourself. I had to figure it out. You figure it out. Um, and those are the two basic plots. We'll go from there. Mm-hmm looking something up yeah i was just looking up what mos is because um you know from the episode we hear that conway's mos uh was hmm. as a foot soldier when it really shouldn't have been and um they end up calling the uh adjutant general adjutant general i think the ag and um general Haggerty. yeah general Haggerty, brigadier general Haggerty, and uh he ends up changing conway's mos and i was just trying to figure out what mos actually stands for conversion um, list but it you know it's just your um classification as far as i can tell in the army so you know he would have been a foot soldier I'm trying to find where that might be <laughs> whereas he should have been something else and it, it wouldn't have been just as easy as the uh, as the episode makes it out but it sounds like he would have had the ability to do it to actually have you needed the authority transferred him over yeah he had the authority to do it it just would have taken paperwork so um like let's see here Food service specialist is 92G. I don't see general infantry, but that's got to be on this list somewhere. <laughs> oh, infantry, 11B. There you go. General infantry would be 11B. And what did I say? 91G 
no, that's fire control repair. <laughs> anyway, his MOS, what he was assigned to do, had to be changed. You know, in the episode, we hear him say, yeah, my draft board, I told him I was a cook, and they put a rifle in my hands, and that's just, a, I'm not good at it. And we clearly see he is not good at it. You know, the order came to charge, and he tripped and fell into a foxhole. And they wheel in the guy that he fell in on top of, because I just, that scene was really neat, because Klinger wheels in the guy and goes, this mm -hmm. poor guy. Well, actually, they were making fun of Private Paul Conway yeah. because of how he, and Margaret's like, stop making fun of the patients. You can't make mm -hmm. fun of the patients. And they wheel in the guy that he fell on top of, and Margaret burst out laughing, which yeah. I thought was... <laughs> Margaret, please. A little decorum, Hawkeye says. Um, so yeah, yeah, like you say, Colonel Potter's in a bad way, and we do see radar in this episode, albeit only for like a scene. But to me, he's in a bad way too, mm -hmm. because he's contemplating, I think, like, because of the fact that he's telling Klinger, hey, I'm partying, stop bothering me, I'm having all the, can't you hear all the partying, and in the background you hear tons of partying, and then when he hangs up, he knocks on the wall and says, hey, keep it down, people are trying to rest in here. Yeah, rest and recreate, bro. Rest and re yeah. And he has like a, a comic book, a really thick trade comic book in front of him. Yeah, he's it's celebrating in his own radar way. In his own radar way. Mm -hmm. I don't think he would like to be out and party with people that he doesn't know. I, I, I don't know. He did in Soldier of the Month. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> I mean, they, we keep retconning uh, radar to be more and more innocent and naive, but... In Soldier, Soldier of the Month, the MPs had to bring him back to the 4077th because he was too trashed. Yeah, right. So, You're right. Okay. I'm just saying. Uh, he has Radar. two personalities. Radar. How can we ever have another Soldier of the Month? <laughs> You're right. I'm a pretty tough act to follow. <laughs> hey, Sherm, have you got anything to drink? I can't blink. Um, well, Klinger, mm -hmm. he got this time for lunch, and he's finally eating, and he's eating the food that Paul Conway made, and in comes Hawkeye and BJ, and he's like, you have to taste this, and they're like, no, we've, we've suffered enough in this army, we don't, and he shoves a piece in BJ's mouth, and BJ steals the plate from him and yeah. starts eating it, it was so good, so Hawkeye, they shoved a piece in his mouth, and they're passing the plate back and forth when mm -hmm. Private comes and brings another plate. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to figure out how Klinger has all this time. Because Klinger decides then he's going to be the maitre d' of the mess hall. Yeah. So besides being the cook, bottle washer, uh, guard duty, radar's job, he's now also a maitre d'. You know, I think Father McKay... Yeah, I think Father McKay, well, he probably had that just sitting around somewhere. Father McKay, he said it best, I think. You know, Klinger, if you put all of your effort into praying that you put into these efforts to get out of the army, the war would be over. <laughs> he finds the time to do yeah. all this crap. I mean, he found the time to make a hang glider. <laughs> <laughs> out of red silk fabric yeah so i mean 
I, I hear what you're saying, but he just he manages, he just to, manages find, to find the time. He does. Um, but yeah, that was rather interesting. You know, I, I really thought it was cute how Hawkeye and BJ are trying to get in and they can't because there's a waiting line and Charles just walks in with Kelly. <laughs> and then Klinger puts his arm behind his back and he's like, if you want a seat, there are ways. ways. Wiggles his fingers like, come on, tip and, me, tip me. Yeah, and the two guys are like, oh, I see. And then they just twist Pick his arm. <laughs> yeah, they, they put him into a hole that is painful. And he's like, oh, table just opened. <laughs> and it's the stove, but without the stovepipe. Right here, fireside seating. Enjoy. And Margaret and uh, Mulcahy they join. Come and join them. Mm -hmm. Yes, because they couldn't get a seat. And mm -hmm. Then they discuss what's wrong with Potter. And apparently they tried to go in there. Mm -hmm. Well, Hawkeye tried to go in and talk to Potter. And Potter thought it was a plan to keep him busy while the other people, because when he came out, everyone else was on the phone trying to call um, the AG, the, the AG, right. adjutant general. And... Um, getting nowhere actually mm -hmm. so potter grabs the phone and said give me the general i want to speak directly to the general and he says to him i don't want to be here any more than anyone else and yeah i have to be here so he has to be here and the general was so confused by the call that he came mm -hmm. to check out um potter himself he's yeah. friends with potter and he knows he's not the type to fly off the handle so he decided to go check potter out um, as his the plan for everyone else works, great, because as he's there, he tastes the chef's food, which is mm -hmm. delicious, and decides to hire him as his personal chef. But I think it's so cool what he does, what Private Conway does. You want to mm. say it? Yeah, he, um, you know, Conway says, well, sir, I thank you, but I would really like to go and cook for my old unit. You'd rather go to the front than cook for me back at uh, HQ? People would love to have that situation. Well, sir, I figure, you know, I, I've hurt them so much on accident. I just want to give back to them. And Potter goes, well, um, what's the guy's... General Hagerty? Yeah. You always said, you the know... The men get the best. Is it the truth or not? I suppose it is. <laughs> they kind of caught him. <laughs> All right, Conway. You can go back to your unit. And I just have one question. Do you do takeout? <laughs> Delivery and takeout? Yeah. Um, I love what happens with Margaret because after um, Hawkeye's failed attempt to talk to Potter, mm -hmm. Margaret tries. And she just says the most profound thing to him that sometimes women just blow off the handle and they get so angry. And they write mm. these nasty letters. She said, I've written many nasty letters to Donald, but then the next day you get the sweetest love letter you ever got. It's because we speak from our hearts and we, you know, too quick. So Potter keeping that in mind, got another letter from his wife mm. who was doing exactly what Margaret said. And he said to the whole staff, yeah, I... I was talking to someone who helped me through this, which yeah. meant Margaret, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Brought them yeah. closer. Yeah. If that's even possible. Well, and because, you know, like Margaret said, I, uh, 
you know, those letters of, I wrote to Donald, they were both saying the same thing. Both the mm. one that was oh, yeah, telling him how rotten he was and how much I need and, and how much I loved him. They were both just saying that I needed him. And that's basically all that, um, it says Potter was saying that I need you. Yeah. So it was a very poignant message for right. Margaret to Potter. Yeah. Um, the end of the, um, you know, what do you call it? The post commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Satan was, was awful funny. Klinger uh, brought out, he decided to be the cook. So the chef, uh, you know, in his head, he's thinking I'll go work for the general. Uh, so he decided to cook and he made this fancy dish. Everyone was afraid to taste it. But as they were tasting it, they're like, hmm, this isn't half bad. Mm -hmm. Until he tells them it's goat a la king. Uh-huh. They all just <laughs> kind of drop their forks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ed Bigley Jr., yeah. I was yep. trying to think of his name. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, with Are we done yeah. at that point? Okay. So, yeah. With that, uh, guest stars recurring cast, we have John Randolph as General Haggerty. John Randolph, uh, just looking at his IMDb page, I knew that I recognized him. I, the movie I recognize him from is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He plays oh. um, Sparky's father in that one. And uh, Ed Beagley Jr. plays uh, Private Paul Conway. And uh, you, you recognize him. Now, that's one thing I love about MASH is... They have just so many of these stars that go on to do other just fantastic things. Um, you know, I, just offhand, Forrest Whitaker. Uh, I know Lawrence Fishburne was in there. Um, so many. Uh, I'm I trying to think of the little red-haired kid. Oh. Um, um, the, he's a director, famous. Yeah. He was on um, Andy Griffin show. Yeah. I can't think of his name. Gosh, I can't think either. Yeah. Come on, let us know who but, it is. But so... <laughs> Howard. Um, Ron Howard. Ron Howard, thank you. But yeah, so many people made it onto MASH um, as they were coming up, I think. And okay. it's just really neat to look back on that. Uh, the production code for Too Many Cooks was S601. So this was... This was first. It was first shot first shown the writer is uh, Dennis Koenig and the director was Charles S. Dubin and this originally aired September 17th 1979 alright next episode we have one more uh, deep season 8 episode 2 Are You Now Margaret now at first, the title, the title, I don't think ties directly into the episode, and I may be wrong about that. But really, this episode is about McCarthyism and about the Red Scare. You know, this, um, I, I think it does a really good job of portraying what that period in American history was like, because we have this congressional aide coming to Korea to the forward level seventh because of Walter Philip Crichton, who was named a subversive by the House Select Committee on Un-American Activities. And uh, Wally Crichton named Margaret Houlihan as a former associate. 
And so then they come to investigate Margaret, because at that time the red plague of communism was running rampant through the halls of Congress and of the army, and it was infecting Hollywood and all of America, and if you were tainted by it in any way, you were blacklisted, and that's what this is about, is during Margaret's schooling, she had dated Wally for a couple of years. Instead of a student nurse. But because she associated with him, all of a sudden her name came up in the committee, and basically if it hadn't been for the other doctors on staff doing what they do best <laughs> margaret's career had would have been over you know that was the thing is uh, and I that think, happened to so many people yeah. i mean many many people i keep thinking mm -hmm. and i can't think of his name but there was a gentleman on um on hee-haw and you just think of it as a funny show but he lost his whole career yeah many people did yeah just it, because someone pointed a finger and they never did anything to, to prove it. Hmm. it. It was just by saying it, you could ruin someone. And BJ says it best, you can either hang yourself or hang your friends. You know, and that's what the aide says is... I need your friends. You know, if you give us some names, then maybe you won't be brought before the committee. But if you don't, we'll have to subpoena you. And Margaret just, the gravity of it hits her. And... She says, no, just wait a minute. Let me think. And Hawkeye and BJ are both just saying, you know, don't do it. And the aide says, bad advice. And the way they end up solving this for Margaret is they end up blackmailing the aide. Um, Talking about Margaret's nickname, Hot Lips, and how easy she is and yeah. how Im she likes men implied implied they implied. never they, they never, never said it right but um they they heavily imply it and uh with her knowledge yeah because uh the captains and charles and uh clinger are all in on this and I think it's important for you to know that the aide even said he's married to his country first and his wife second. Mm -hmm. I think that's important to know. Yeah, which is important in a bit. But yeah, uh, they lure him into Margaret's tent. He starts like, he gets her on her bed. He's kissing her. Klinger pops out of her closet, takes a picture. Goes back in the closet. <laughs> uh, uh, the guys from the swamp come in. And the aide goes, I think there's someone in the closet. They open the closet. Clinger, is there anyone in the closet? No, I've been here for the last 20 minutes, and there's no one else in here but me. <laughs> then he came out and took some more pictures. Mm -hmm. So they blackmail the aide with those pictures into just leaving Margaret alone. And the episode ends with the post-commercial scene where um, they see in the Stars and Stripes that there was a shakeup on Capitol Hill where this congressman's aide, um, his wife was caught having an affair with the congressman. Daniel Lewis. And her yeah. comment to the paper was, I couldn't stand um, my husband being married to his country first and me second. <laughs> and Margaret, so. Margaret makes the comment, well, that's fair. The congressman, or the yeah, aide, Congress had the congressman's ear, and his wife got everything else. Yes. I thought that was great. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Just showing Margaret being a strong woman again. Yeah. But yeah, this aide, ostensibly he was at the 477th doing a fact-finding mission for the congressman, trying to find out if they had everything, if there was anything that they could do better for the soldiers. But then he kept asking about the people. And Father Mulcahy is the one who really picks up on this and says, I found it rather disturbing that he only kept asking about the people. Are there any people who are malingering, who aren't performing up to their standards, who... Aren't doing their job. And that would be the last person that you would describe that way is Margaret. Mm -hmm. She's the hardest working person there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, I, I've taught, because I, I, I went through school to be a high school teacher, and I've taught um, lessons on the Red Scare. And I've researched it because of having to study to be a history teacher and from what I know of it obviously not having been around this felt fairly accurate mm -hmm. you know Just in terms the accusations, of that's all you needed that's it you were tainted and you were done mm -hmm. you there you didn't need proof all you needed was innuendo and that was it um you know we see this in I think the movie is the mystique um, uh, Jim Carrey starred in it where he was a Hollywood actor who lost his memory and then he looked like um, this guy from a, a west coast town ended up there and then he ended up going before the house select committee and he kind of started to lecture them with the constitution because it was during that time but yeah it, it was a very scary period um We've had too many of those in our yeah. lifetime. We shouldn't have where mm -hmm. people are targeted for... That's what mm -hmm. we're all about, is our freedoms. And mm -hmm. our well, and Hawkeye, I think, summed it up best um, when the aide said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, you know, referring to the fact that if you're, you're basically guilty by association, where there's smoke, there's fire. And Hawkeye said, yeah, absolutely, just ask Joan of Arc. <laughs> yeah, so it's it, you know, he's referring to this very witch hunt atmosphere, where you're you're guilty just because, right? You you don't get a chance to defend yourself. You're guilty, and your choices are to be guilty and go down by yourself, or to be, or take your friends, or take your friends with you and maybe have a few less penalties. So, well done unfortunate time in America's history and really unfortunate that Senator McCarthy came out of our state, mm, Wisconsin. Yeah. But that's what happens from time to time. <laughs> Anything else about this episode? Um, that when he was looking for um, you know, what do you need? He kept saying, the mm -hmm. congressman's aide. What do you need? I'm here to find out what you need. Mm -hmm. and I, th I thought it was interesting what Haw Hawkeye says. I need a dermatologist. You know, mm -hmm. most of the patients we find here have pimples, mm -hmm. which referred to the youth or the youngness of all the, the people that were going through. I thought that was interesting. and mm -hmm. it, it was kind of a tough one to watch because there was so much truth in it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, that um, was all I had other than what we had. Okay, yeah. Uh, the congressman, 
that the aide was apparently working for was Congressman Daniel Laurie. Uh, just on a really quick Google search, I didn't see where he's from. If you happen to know, please let us know. Uh, email us, whiskeyandmash at narclinic.com or go to facebook.com slash whiskeyandmash. Let us know there. Let us know if he's a real person or if they just made him up, which is likely. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, one of the best lines, I think, out of this, and the wiki has that, uh, Charles is trying, you know, to talk to the aide about this, that, and the other thing. And he's talking about his days playing polo at Harvard. And uh, the, the aide, after Charles is done recounting how he uh, hit the ball to win, um, the aide was like, that's great, Major, but I was really hoping to hear about life after Boston. And Charles goes, Mr. Williamson, there is no life after Boston. Beyond Boston. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of neat. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that was neat too. I yeah. wrote that one down myself. Mm -hmm. uh, Lawrence Pressman played the congressional aide R. Theodore Williamson. Jeff Maxwell reprised his role as Igor Straminsky. Leland's son was a Chinese patient. We had Jennifer Davis Westmore as a nurse, and then we also had uncredited appearances by Kelly Nakahara, Joanne Thompson, and Sherry Saba. The production code for this episode was S602. So once again, this was in, in order. order. Writers are credited as Thad Mumford and Dan Wilcox, hmm. and the original air date was September 24th, 1979. I'm hearing some different names. Yeah. Oh. Um, quick, episode. Yeah, quicker. Um, and I think it just... They, they were good episodes. They were dense episodes, but... Um, they moved. Mm -hmm. Oh, you yes. Know, and they're easily explained. So that's why I think this was just a little bit of a shorter episode on our Both part. Both of them were easy to explain. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of little tiny... Mm -hmm. pieces yeah there weren't like 15 plots right there were, there were two just two main with plots. maybe yeah yes which we don't get a lot which is fine so but anyway uh if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to catch the rest of our episodes our backlog of episodes you can do that by going over to our website narclanning.com that's n-a-r-c-l-a-n-i-n-c.com go to the podcast link go to the whiskey and mash page there we have all of our back episodes linked as mp3 files you can either download them to your favorite mp3 listening device or stream them right off the web page otherwise if you do the podcast thing you can head over to itunes or your favorite podcast application search for whiskey and mash or you can look for us on stitcher radio however you do it i encourage you to uh subscribe you know if you do the podcast thing so that you can get our newest episodes downloaded automatically to your device Otherwise, if you follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash whiskeyandmash, uh, every time I put up a new episode on our website to our uh, iTunes podcast feed, I also copy over the show info to Facebook. So if you follow the Facebook page, you'll be kept up to date on when we release new episodes. And again, we would encourage you to let us know what you think about how we're doing 
uh, you can do that at our webpage or by e emailing us whiskeyandmash at narclaninc.com. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to help support us, best way you can do that right now is to share this podcast, this episode, or any of our episodes with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, someone who you think would enjoy listening to us ramble on for this week about a half hour or so. And we appreciate that you are choosing to listen to us this week and hopefully week after week. Okay, good. Well done again. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Gloria. We'll see you next week. <laughs> oh yeah, those last two words just... <laughs> Which is... One story. Mm -hmm. Which I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with. Cause... I am too, because it was like a week. Yeah. Bye, everyone.